0: Welcome to the CIATA Cyber Insurance Podcast, the show dedicated to helping brokers and agents master cyber insurance. We bring you top-tier experts from across the insurance and cybersecurity industries to help you better understand today's cyber perils and protect your clients from them. Now here's your host, Kingsley Flynn. Thank you for joining us again for the CIATA Cyber Insurance Podcast Series. Our special guest today is Brendan Cummings of Coalition. So welcome, Brendan. Good to have you with us.
1: King, Thank you for having me.
0: On a personal note, I've enjoyed the opportunity to work with Brendan over the last several years uh, in my current role. And I know he will provide some great insights today on a cyber policy. So let's get right to it. A little bit of background on on Brendan. Uh, He currently serves as Director, Strategic Distribution at Coalition. And Coalition is one of the largest commercial insure techs and a market leader in cyber insurance. They operate in the U.S., Canada, and the U.K., so a big footprint there. Brendan joined Coalition in 2021 to lead their digital distribution efforts. And prior to Coalition, Brendan uh, served at Liberty Mutual, where he was lead partnership development for Liberty Mutual's strategic partnership group. Uh, Brendan and I share a common history because my background, most recently, has been in that uh, distribution space. Brendan brings us 25 years of experience in the industry on both the broker and carrier side, specifically focused on distribution and customer acquisition. So our podcast today will focus on gaining a better understanding of how a properly constructed cyber insurance policy actually works. There's a lot of information out there and sometimes it's a bit confusing. So Brendan's going to demystify, if you will, uh, some of the technical elements of, a, of our cyber policy. Let's start with a question, how to evaluate cyber insurance coverage? So,
1: First, I think we need to talk about the fact that cyber criminals use a variety of attack tactics. Uh, and techniques to extort, manipulate organizations for their own financial gain. Cyber insurance coverages protect organizations against the robust set of attacks that hackers have at their disposal today. Cyber insurance is not designed as a one-size-fits-all product, unlike maybe other standard business uh, risk policies such as a GL policy or, or property. So understanding the nuances of each risk is, is critical, regardless if a business is fully digital or simply using email to perform its, its business activities. So I think it's, it's critical for um, agents and brokers to understand their clients' business operations and, and all the, the nuance factors of those operations.
0: So as we progress along the interview today, I think it'll become clear that uh, cyber insurance is not designed as a one-size-fits-all solution for most clients. Brendan, many brokers and agents will know that a cyber policy is broken down into specific sections addressing specific risks. So if you could share with us what those main areas of coverage are under a cyber policy—
1: Sure. Happy to just to reiterate. You know, not all cyber liability insurance policies are created equal, um, and cyber coverage can vary between carrier and policy forms. Most carriers and policy forms have first-party and third-party coverage, um, but to adequately adequately protect an organization against digital risks, look for coverages that make an organization whole if that organization experiences one of the most you know common cyber events. Um, there are five critical components, fund transfer, fraud, ransomware, service fraud and computer replacement, network and information security liability and regulatory defense, and BI and property coverage.
0: A lot there to cover. So let's hit each section uh, one by one. And let's start with funds transfer fraud coverage. And what is that?
1: Yeah, it's one of the kind of most widely known um issues on on the cyber side. Uh, And it's one of the easier ways to monetize cyber crime is through fund transfer fraud, uh, which threat actors, criminals often perpetuate through social engineering techniques like phishing uh, or business email compromise. Uh, Once criminals have access to a business's mailbox, they can manipulate contacts, modify payment instructions. So fund transfer coverage should cover incidences where cyber criminals misdirect all those funds.
0: Wow. An important exposure to take into account when they're looking at uh, their cyber policy. Uh, Next up to bat, restoration and remediation of digital assets against cyber extortion and ransomware. And these are terms uh, many people have heard about but may not quite understand what that means.
1: Yeah, ransomware is widely known. Um, you know, I think uh, professionals need to evaluate the hidden costs of remediating ransom attacks. Uh, in addition to covering the ransom fee, cyber insurance can also cover digital assets, restoration to restore critical business data that may have been encrypted, damaged, or deleted during that ransomware attack.
0: Moving on, there are let's talk about emerging digital mitigated by service fraud and computer replacement coverage. Can you expand on that?
1: Sure. These are two emerging digital risks uh, include service fraud, which is cr- crypto jacking and bricking. Uh, both can be devastating for business. businesses not covered by uh, a general cyber policy. Crypto jacking, occurs when a cyber criminal steals an organization's computer resources to mine cryptocurrency for their own benefit. Uh, A service fraud endorsement covers that direct financial loss a business faces when charged for fraudulent use of cloud and internet-based services, including SaaS, Infrastructure as a Service, uh, Network as a Service, and IP telephony. So if devices on a network have seemingly suffered no physical damage, but malware has rendered them useless, that business has been a victim of bricking. There's no way to to restore a bricked computer. So computer replacement coverage will replace all impacted devices for an organization and get them back up and running.
0: Thank you for taking the mystery out of bricking because – Oftentimes, we'll hear questions from brokers, what is bricking? So, very helpful indeed. Moving on to the next section, network and information security liability and regulatory defense and penalties coverage to mitigate uh, digital vendor risk.
1: This gets into um, vendor management and and supply chain. So, Today, businesses commonly rely on vendors to store sensitive uh, customer and employee data in the cloud. In many cases, they also rely on these vendors to conduct critical functions, including uh, processing the company's account receivables or other essential IT-related activities. So should one of these cloud vendors experience a cyber incident, it can be costly to all businesses that rely on that vendor's platform. Specifically, companies can be exposed to privacy claims, regulatory fines, and other business interruption costs including loss of income and extra expense to get their businesses back up uh, and running. Even if a third-party vendor has cyber insurance, the contract you have with them may limit that vendor's liability to an organization with network and information security liability, and the regulatory defense and penalties coverage, businesses can transfer their third-party liability risk, mitigating their responsibility in the event of a claim related to one of their vendors. And additionally, cyber insurance policies with business interruption and extra expense coverage, that addresses first-party losses from a reliance on cloud vendors.
0: So vendor management, very, very important. That could be a slippery slope for the client if they don't fully understand how that can uh, impact or potentially increase their exposure, right, under cyber. Uh, the final section, and I like how you um, coined this, uh, bodily injury and property coverage help when digital risks become physical.
1: So Kang, as a Digital infrastructures become more advanced and inter- integrated into business operations. The boundary between cyber and physical security has become increasingly blurred. For instance, a manufacturing company's operation could be shut down entirely if connected machinery is attacked and cannot be accessed, such as in a ransomware attack, or could be destroyed with malicious commands um, that are sent to the machines causing them to do unwanted actions. Uh, Unfortunately, GL policies typically do not cover physical or non-physical risks resulting from a cyber incident. However, suppose your cyber insurance coverage includes bodily injury, property, and pollution coverages, first and third party. In that case, your organization can remain protected from digital risks that translates to physical impacts. So let's
0: uh, move on to... uh topic I know near and dear to your heart, and and mine as well. We've gained a much better understanding of the coverage elements in a cyber policy. But is it fair to say it's not just about price?
1: Yeah, Well, well, price is paramount in, in certain instances, and you can't avoid price. Um, you know, there's a new era of cyber underwriting that is here now, and it continues to evolve on a daily basis. And an adage we like to use at Coalition is, we're 1% there, so we're learning every day. Um, and, and three components that I think are critical in the newer way of, of underwriting are active risk assessments during the underwriting process, during the quote process, um, which includes assessing security postures for an, an insured. Additionally, active protection during the life cycle of a policy. And how that's done is with mo- continuous monitoring and real time alerts that when issues are identified, uh, we can alert uh, policyholders, insureds, and help prevent uh, risks from escalating. And the third component is active response. So these are resources that accelerate the sh- response time um, and coverages if if and when an incident occurs. So time is paramount here, and getting out in front of any type of incident that occurs is, is critical. Companies like the like Coalition, you know, we're monitoring for fires and trying to extinguish and alleviate them before they ruin an insurance business.
0: I like your term, monitoring for, for fires, uh, so, so important, and that's something I know your company's invested uh, a lot of resources into uh, developing. There are brokers and agents out there that don't specialize in cyber insurance, but obviously want to develop uh, a business stream where they can gain new cyber business, uh, either as a cross-sell or opportunity to maybe uh, start uh, a new discipline within their own firms. So would you have any words of advice for them as they continue down the learning path? Yeah,
1: I think the first way to to kind of answer that is cyber incidences are not going away. Um, but they're only increasing um, and it's not just impacting large organizations SMBs will continue to get hit and so no company is, is too small um, so you know the other thing I think I would say is um, for the insurance professionals out there is, is don't be afraid you know constant education and understanding coverages and policy forms but most mostly the, the critical thing for for professionals out in the marketplace is to understand their client's business and their client's business operations.
0: I'm sure uh, some brokers, agents, and clients are reading in the in the press that the market uh, may be softening or may be softening in certain sectors, but um, that could be a bit misleading, right? Uh, you know, some companies might think, well, my I don't have a cyber exposure. It's less than it was before, but I think it's safe to say it's the risk is very much there. So, any any observations on what you see happening in the market um, and the importance of making sure that clients continue to uh, consider uh, placing uh, standalone cyber?
1: Yeah, this kind of goes back to the question around price. So, at Coalition, we're tend- we're seeing that the market is softening a little bit. There's more capacity coming into the marketplace, which is a little bit different than 2020, 2021, 2022, and so forth. Um, so I think that gets back to it's critical for agents and brokers to identify additional added value um, that a specific market can bring to the to the marketplace. And we at Coalition we can't reiterate it more. It's really the the active assessment and understanding um, the security posture of an insured um, at the time of quote at the time of bind. Um, is uh, a critical component and is a a trend in the marketplace that's starting to happen more and more.
0: Brendan, it's been a real treat to have you join the podcast series today. Thank you for taking the time to to meet with me and wishing you a most successful
1: 2023. Really appreciate it, King. Always great to see you uh, and appreciate the time. Thank you.
0: Thanks for listening to the CIATA Cyber Insurance Podcast. Join us next time for more insights that help you understand and place cyber risk better. If you want to grow your cyber book without the heavy lifting, you need Sciata. SIADA is the online marketplace where you quickly quote and bind cyber from leading markets, all on an easy-to-use digital platform. Go to Syata.com to learn more. That's S-A-Y-A-T-A.com.